as I've been working and what I've been doing, and I've been asking people for feedback, the feedback that I've gotten over and over again is that it's been so helpful for their mental health. I wasn't actually um, trying to go into mental health. I was just trying to coach people and help them reach their goals and connect to themselves. But they kept on saying, wow, this really helps for mental health. And that got me thinking and exploring and researching. And this is where we are. So I realized that I think that this framework that I've developed is cracking a code that's been kind of locked up for a very long time around mental health. And that's why I'm so excited to talk about it because mental health is a huge topic. And if we can make a breakthrough there, we can make a breakthrough anywhere for people. It's really, really, really crucial. Um, the first thing I wanna share is I've been doing some research um, and asking people questions about mental health. The question that I've been asking them first off is what is mental health? So I asked first what it is, why it's important. I asked them, how can we improve it? Then I asked what would motivate someone to improve it and what gets in the way? And the answers are all over the place. Interestingly enough, the one question that gets the most consistent answer is what motivates someone to improve their mental health? The answer that I get very often is either self-awareness, high self-awareness, or something goes really bad in their life. Um, and so here is the challenge because a lot of people aren't very self-aware and why should people wait for something really bad to happen? Now, the definition of mental health, that's where it's all over the place. It's really all over the place in what people say. Um, and most of the definitions um, are either really the things that people do to try to improve their mental health or the effect of having good mental health. So they'll say it's when you handle your emotions really well. That's something that you would do to try to improve it, right? Or they'll say when you're really happy, when you have clarity of mind and whatever. Okay, when you're mentally healthy, that's what happens. But it's not saying what it actually is. Do we? Are you going to throw it out to the room, Ari, or is this? Are what? we? Are you going to throw the question out to the room to see what we all think it is? Um, I don't think there's time for that in this format. But I'd love okay. to hear your answers. I'd love to hear your answers. Okay. Um, so, what? So, one person got really close. One person got really close and he said that mental health was how the brain is processing information and that when the person is focused very much into the past and not the future, their mental health goes lower. But when they can be 90% thinking about the future and 10% in the past, their mental health is healthy. Mm -hmm. um, his other answers were very insightful and I think that was getting very close to it. Now, let me get to... To, to the definition that I have. The definition that I have is, is mental health is the state of the nervous system as a whole. The brain and the rest of the nervous system. So the brain is not just in the head and how we think, okay? All, any, any information going through the body is the nervous system. It's basically how our body is processing information. So physical health, Physical health is the physical components of the body, how they're relating with each other. 
if all the parts of the body relate well, they do their jobs, we're healthy. If one part starts doing a job, starts not doing its job, it creates stress on a different organ or a different system, then that part doesn't do its job and it creates stress on another system and then the health deteriorates, okay? In mental health, within the, our ability to process information, if we are processing information well in all of our systems that do that, okay? In all the parts of us that do that, and those systems are communicating well with each other, then we are then we will naturally be mentally healthy. It's just like we're when we, all our body parts are doing their job the way they were created to do with respect to each other, we feel physically great. Mental health is the same thing. If we're processing information well at its all its levels, we are very, very mentally healthy and resilient, and we can overcome anything and feel great doing it. Okay. But if we are not, if there are blocks, if certain parts are not communicating with each other, not doing the jobs that they need to be doing, it's like the immune system's not doing the job it's supposed to do. If it starts fighting the good stuff instead of the bad stuff, that's autoimmune. So in mental health, you have the same thing. Certain centers of processing in the body of information can start overworking and doing what they're not supposed to do instead of doing what they are supposed to do. And then there's issues. Why is this definition important? The reason why this definition is very important is because if we can identify how we process information and we can improve on how we process information, we will create direct improvements in mental health. So a person might feel stressed, like there's something outside of them going on or what's happening or what happened in my past and this, that, and the other. And they think it's this event that's beyond their control. But it's not the event. It's simply how they're processing the information of that event. And if we can fix how that information is processed, not just about the event, but just how the person processes information, then we create improvements in mental health. And what these improvements do is they have ripple effects everywhere in everything that we do. Now, let me get into how we process information on a general level. The way in which we process information is through our thinking, our analytical thinking, it's through our emotions, our feelings, and it's through the sensations of our body, okay? When you think about it this way, I believe this really, in general, these three categories cover the general like gauntlet of how we process information. If you take out one of them, it's like you almost don't have a human being. If we couldn't think rationally, we'd be an like animals, okay? Mm -hmm. If we couldn't have emotions or feelings, then we'd be like computers. And if we couldn't like have processed physical sensations, what our body's actually experiencing physically, senses, heat, cold, light, dark, tension versus like relaxation in the muscles. If we can't process or sense that, then it's like we're not even in our bodies. Okay, but if we can do all those three things really well, then 
that's that's all the information we're getting. We're getting physical sensations and from our body. We're getting emotional sensations, feelings, and then we have rational thoughts, analytical thoughts, or imagination, what we're thinking of. Now, the relationship between these things is really important. It's really, really important. There's a flow. There is like a way it works. It's like the, the blood, the heart pumps blood, it goes around the body, it goes to different areas and comes back around. Okay. The arteries take blood from the heart away from the heart. The veins take the blood from away from the heart towards the heart. It goes in both directions. And the same thing with in the information system of the body, it's the same thing. Thoughts can translate into emotions. You think about someone, you realize, wow, this guy's really a jerk. And then you make that conclusion and then you feel really angry. All right, goes into a feeling, an emotion. And then the emotion as a sensation, your muscles start to tense up and your body starts to feel all tight. Okay? It also goes the other way around. And this is really important. And a lot of people don't understand this. The body picks up information. The body can sense things. That information goes from the body, creates an emotion. The emotion creates a thought. I see a really good pizza. Before I even have a chance to think about it, I start to feel my body starts to like give me the 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 the, the feelings of hunger, the agitation of hunger, the feeling in my stomach. I start to feel really hungry, like man, I want to eat. And now I start to give develop reasons in my head why I need to eat pizza, even though I just had lunch half hour ago. <laughs> I'm not really hungry, but my body wants it. So I feel it and now I'm going to rationalize it. Okay. So information goes both directions. It goes in both directions. Now. When there is a connection and a flow in all the directions, that constant flow is what makes the system healthy. So if thoughts are creating feelings and feelings are creating sensations and sensations are going back and creating emotions and emotions are creating thoughts, that constant flow, just the flow is what keeps us healthy. It's like the blood being able to circulate well in the body is what keeps the body healthy because the blood's carrying all the stuff that the body needs in order to be healthy. It's carrying the energy, it's carrying the, 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 the immunity, it's carrying all the good stuff. And so it's the, it's like, you know, there's, um, it, it's similar how in like genetics, if people from the same family start marrying each other too often, then they get a lot of genetic issues. Because when you get people from different gene pools, the good cancels out the bad. But when you stick within the same gene pool, you get a lot of issues. So if, if thoughts get stuck as thoughts, emotions get stuck as emotions, and sensations get stuck in sensations, you end up with a lot of dysfunction in thought, 
in thinking, feeling, and sensing. They go really bad. But if thoughts are constantly creating emotions and emotions are creating sensations, sensations are creating emotions, emotions are creating thoughts, and it's flowing, then the system basically repairs and heals itself. So a lot of the model around mental health, you can take from physical health. Which means if we have a process for doing this, if we can actually sit down and create emotions from thoughts, sensations with emotions, and then go to sensations and get to emotions and from there create thoughts, if we can actually sit down and do this, even for short periods of time, and we get the system flowing, mental health improves. Dramatically. And so what I've been using in my work and with my clients are three core exercises that are designed to hit thoughts, emotions, and sensations and bring them together in both orders of flow, top down from thoughts to emotions to sensations, and also bottom up from sensations up through emotions and into thoughts. Um, just recently, I received um, a, a testimonial from one of my clients and he wrote it. So I'm not revealing anything that he didn't write. But basically he said that he came to me because he was feeling a lot of anxiety. And we recently finished working together because he had a breakthrough. His anxieties and his fears started to enrich him with emotions and thoughts that inspired him. The issue wasn't that he had trapped anxiety in his body. The issue is that it was stuck there and it wasn't moving. As soon as his body got into a flow, the same experience, the same thing which was haunting him was giving him insight and meaning in his life. And this is where it gets really interesting because even really difficult issues, what I've found is even like I've had, I, some of my clients like have gone through a lot of different therapies and a lot of different stuff and still have the same issues. And in this work, they've gotten real healing. Okay. Because as soon as we can actually generate the flow from thoughts to emotions, sensations, and back and from sensations and emotions into thoughts, a lot of really fascinating things happen. Now, what are the exercises for doing this? What are they like? Um, the first thing is, is that they are all enjoyable. They don't hurt. They don't pry deep. They don't look for pain. Actually, every single exercise starts with the question of what do I want in a certain area of my life? And, and this is the really interesting thing where I feel 
in a way, coaching does a great job at this. You know, what a lot, if, when you compare coaching with therapy, coaching is very much oriented to what do you want? What do you want your future to be? We're not talking about like what happened in the past. What do you want? Um, and these, these, these questions get us thinking. They start creating movement in the area of thought. And, and those thoughts can then, we're going to take those thoughts and we're going to drill down and find some emotions. So if you just start with what you want and you start asking yourself what that will do for you, you're going to get to an emotion. If you start, what will that do for you? Like if I have this much money, what will that do for me? Oh man, I could leave this job. And then what we do, oh, well, I would just be able to kind of like drive the cars that I love and just go around the world and whatever. And so like, and why do you want that? Because I just want to feel free. You're going to get to a feeling. And you ask the question of what's going to happen if you don't get that? Well, now I'll be stuck in this job and then it's just going to be like stressful. And then what I'm really worried about is um, a buddy of mine was in a job for too long and then yada, yada, this happened to him and I'm really afraid of that happening. So you have an hour, another emotion. So the first exercise is just simply, what do I want? Why is this important for me? And, and how to take this thing that I want, this strategy that I have for what I want in my life, and to create an emotional experience out of it. The emotional experience is a habit. It's something that we can do within seconds that gives us the feeling of getting what we want. And as soon as we do that, we've taken a thought and it have created an emotion from a thought. So if I have a goal about how much money I want to get and what it's going to be like, and I create a habit, I create a habit that, and the habit is um, every morning I look at the house that I want to buy and I imagine having it and I feel that it just takes less than 30 seconds. I've taken the thought and I've created an emotion from the thought. And there's other two exercises. I teach three core exercises and they basically, they then work how to create sensations, how to then make a sensation from that emotion. Cause I can say, oh, wow, that I look at that house, I feel free. What does freedom feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? Oh, my chest just feels open and it feels really light. Okay, now you've got a, from an emotion to a sensation. So you've completed half the cycle. Okay. And then the third exercise is, is, is some of the most interesting thing, which is where we take a sensation and then we pull out the emotion and we expose the thoughts. And then it, it then it continues. This work really helps people get past what's blocking them in their goals. A lot of times when a person wants to achieve something, there's a reason why they don't, but there's a reason why they're afraid of it. So in that last portion, when you kind of dip into the emotion, the sensation, which is inside them, there's some fear and you pull out the thoughts, you discover things that are very different and very interesting. And once you discover them and you're aware of them, they heal, they reorganize. Um, and so, um, 
so that's basically what I wanted to share, which is a different definition of mental health, which is it's really just about processing information, having a healthy information flow in the body. The main three centers, organs of information, thought, emotion, sensation, and the need to create a cycle, a continuous cycle from thoughts, emotions, to sensations, sensations, emotions, and thoughts. Because basically what that means is that we can decide what we want to do, get excited about it, and do it. And it also means that when our body intuitively senses that something is wrong or off or really good, we can feel it and we can understand why. And we can that, that enriches us greatly. You know, it, it's like when your intuition can enrich your thinking, then your thought processes are extremely, extre are much more improved. Much, much more improved. The insight and just even the analysis becomes more clear. Because if there's all this agitation in the body, you can't really have a clear head. So when you're, when there's that constant flow now, um, I talked a lot and, um, we only have two minutes left. I have to jump into something right after this. Um, but if anyone wants to give some feedback or a quick question, I'd be happy to answer within the next two minutes. All right. Can you explain the last one? The third one, um, you said yeah. taking the sensation and taking the thought out. Like, can you explain more of that in more detail if you have a couple minutes? Um, so basically what we're doing is in this exercise is locating a certain attitude that we have to something where we are in our, about it, whether it's comfort or discomfort, positive or negative. And then what we're actually doing is creating a dialogue with that. So, you know, you could um, feel like a person could feel a certain amount of like tension in their chest and 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 then try to understand where what is this tension saying to me what does it mean um we can we are able to it's not that hard and like really anyone can do this but we can get our emotions and feelings to talk to us and actually just explain to us what they want, why they are the way they are. Um, what do you want to say, Zara? I wanted to um, give my example of when we were working together with my tummy ache. Is that okay, Ari? Sure. So um, I worked with Ari previously and I used to get this really bad tummy ache. So back to your question, Steve. Um, so I used to get this really terrible stomach ache on my right hand side and I don't know what it was. And it, it, it used to get so bad that I'd, I'd end up in hospital. And it, it took just, I think, one session with Ari to figure out what had been causing this for me for like almost donkey's years. And that's an English saying, by the way, it just means forever. And it got back to the idea that it was when I felt something was out of my control, that something's being forced on me. But when you're in that moment, it just hurts so badly that you just don't even know, you know, you're in so much pain. But I started noticing when it was happening even gradually then, once I knew what to look out for. And then that helped me then go, okay, this is my limit. Like, this is my boundary. And I started getting much more aware. So it really helped me. So I don't know That's if that really answers great. your question. Yeah. Yes. So what happened with Zara was, is that she had an event where she couldn't put up a boundary. 
And that created discomfort in her, in her stomach. And their stomach was screaming at her and even giving her health issues where she had to go to the hospital. As soon as she understood what the stomach was saying, not just did the pain didn't go away. Now she recognizes immediately when someone's stepping on her boundaries and she says no. That's the wisdom of the body. It's all information. And it needs to cycle from top to bottom and bottom back to top. And when it does, we're healthy, we're vibrant, we fulfill our missions, everything starts to click.